Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is a free iOS app. Download it now and you can have a full-blown discussion with your favorite athlete, fans, or sports insider about any sporting event, rumors, trade acquisitions, whatever the case might be. Locker Room is changing the way how we talk about sports. Now, the New Jersey Devils, we are going to continue with these exit meeting dissections as today's interviewees are with Andreas Janssen and also Scott Wedgwood. Two players who I feel like deserve a second chance in their own respective categories. What do I mean by that? Well, we have a lot to discuss in this episode, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 1.55 p.m. Eastern Time, May the 12th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, if you checked out the last episode, I basically told you guys it is now exit meeting interviews for the New Jersey Devils because while the NHL and their playoffs are still going on, and they're about to begin in a few days. So obviously the NHL season is going on, but the Devils have entered their offseason. So it's time for them to regroup, recharge. We're going to hear what some of these players have in mind, what their futures hold. I'll give you guys my personal opinions. And also we have some guys who are choosing to either stay or go back to their native lands. Some have chosen to play for their respective countries in the upcoming tournament. But, you know, obviously I have varying opinions on who should leave and who should go, who should stay, and who should recover. So, for example, Kevin Ball has revealed that he is heading to Latvia to play for Team Canada. And I want Ball to actually play for Team Canada this season because the thing for Ball is is that, um, you know, he needs the reps. He needs to just get used to playing with grown men. And I feel like playing with Team Canada will be great practice for him. So, something like that. That's, that's just a little bit of a preview. Obviously, I didn't elaborate on it, but... Obviously, we saw what Kevin Ball could potentially do for the New Jersey Devils. He was playing excellent defense. He was blocking shots. And overall, he looked like a very solid defenseman for the New Jersey Devils. So, you know, that that's something we'll talk about. And obviously, you know, we'll hear what Nico Heizer has to say, Jack Hughes, all those other players. Because like I told you guys, exit meetings are really exciting because it really gives the media the opportunity to pick a player's brain. And you can basically say... Yeah, let's see. What what is this player thinking? What is this player doing in this regards? What are my personal opinions? So obviously in yesterday's episode, we talked about foot, we talked about Thompson, and we also talked about Boquist. So overall, if you missed uh, yesterday's episode, my overall opinion for Thompson, I don't expect him to be back in the NHL unless someone is injured. I just don't think he's ready. I think he needs to play one year in Binghamton. Obviously, I don't really know what the New Jersey Devils plans are in that regards. As for foot, I don't expect him to make the roster right away, but he'll be back in the NHL because, guys, he got his first assist and then the game after he got his first goal. So you see the potential and you also see his numbers for Binghamton. And I personally think that he could translate it to the NHL if he's given the right opportunity. And also, you know, he's in a great offensive unit for the New Jersey Devils because quite honestly, guys, offensive, especially, you know, towards the end of the season, that Pittsburgh Penguins game, or, you know, when we got to a good start for the Flyers in our final game, I think everyone knows that defense uh, is not really our strongest suit, but 
offense is pretty solid. So with a great offensive unit like the New Jersey Devils, I think uh, Foot can thrive in it. And with the right coach in Lindy Ruff, I feel like uh, Lindy Ruff can develop him because I was a little hesitant on Lindy Ruff's ability to develop the young guys. But overall, I'm excited for that. And uh, as for Boquist, if he does not step up by midseason... I don't think anyone would want to trade for him, and I think the Devils will place him on waivers, quite honestly, because next year is his final year of his contract, and I don't think the Devils are going to wait any longer. If he's holding up a roster spot for someone, whether it be on the taxi squad or the NHL roster, and I'm sure they don't want him to taking up a roster spot for Binghamton. So I think if he does not step up his game next season, he will uh, go the Nikita Gusev route, which is he will be waived. That's my personal opinion, because... He has really done little to nothing in the NHL, and he's been very disappointing. But overall, you know, those were basically my overall opinions from yesterday's episode. So give that a listen if you hadn't done so already. So on the docket today, we're first going to start with Andreas Janssen. So Janssen is a bit of a wild card. I'm hearing people saying maybe we should trade him uh, this offseason, see what we can get. Yes, it was a disappointing year for Janssen, but let's hang on a minute, guys. Like, I I, want to hold the brakes on Andreas Janssen. I've been holding this in for quite a while. I don't think we should trade Janssen yet. Now, you're probably thinking, Trey, he was god-awful this year. Why would you want to keep Janssen? Well, here's the thing. Yes, in 50 games played this season, he only had 11 points, and he was a huge flop for the New Jersey Devils. But quite honestly, guys, I feel as though we should just give him one more chance, just or at least half a season chance. So it was his career low in points, you know, aside from his rookie year in which he only played like nine games. But, you know, I don't think that's even considered a rookie year. But you, you, you get what I'm saying. But what I'm looking at is his 2018-2019 season with the Toronto Maple Leafs in which he played 73 games and had 43 points. So he was solid. And if you guys recall, he was struggling at the beginning of the year. And what did Lindy Ruff do? He moved him down to, like what, the third or fourth line of forwards. And Janssen actually had one of his best uh, games in terms of production that game. I'm not sure if he scored, like, a goal or an assist. But overall, you know, he looked a lot more comfortable. And that was the main takeaway I had. I was just like, you know what? Maybe we should just give Janssen just one more chance. That's all I'm saying. Like, or at least half a season, which is if he is not producing by the trade deadline, then it's time to ship him out. Meaning that if he is still having, you know, a bad season, then we try to make the phone calls to get him out of New Jersey. Because I feel as though, like a lot of his teammates, or, you know, a good number of his teammates, because, you know, there were some guys who had great years, but we just didn't expect it from them. You know, he had a subpar year. And obviously that happens. It was really disappointing. But Overall, I, I see potential in Janssen because, like I told you guys, I am just big on what he was able to do for the Maple Leafs in 2018-2019. He put up solid numbers, and I feel as though we should hold off on trying to trade Janssen this offseason. Now, here's the thing. Here's the catch, and here's where the pressure would get put on on Tom Fitzgerald because he has a modified no-trade clause in effect for 2022 and the 2023 season. So if you want to ship them out, it has to be next year. So I think that's the the con of it. So the pro is, you know, you still have them under contract for a couple more years. So you still have time to decide, but you got to hurry on that. Because like I said, that modified no trade clause will come into effect, not next season, but the season after. So overall, let's see what Andreas Janssen had to say to the media in his exit interview. So Janssen said uh, in the press conference, courtesy of Dan Rice, my colleague at the Hockey Writers, he said, I felt bad for a long time after having COVID. I was a little too much up and down, 
Conditioning wise, I wasn't too good for a month after COVID. Breathing was tough and he has asthma, uh, worth mentioning. It was important for me to come back after injury to finish the season. So obviously I was a little confused as to why the Devils activated uh, Andreas Janssen from the injured list when, you know, they, they were shutting down Ty Smith and also P.K. Subban. And P.K. Subban might not be back with the Devils next season due to the expansion draft. And obviously, Ty Smith is our rookie. So even though he won't win it, he was trying to make a name for himself for the Calder Memorial Trophy. You should give him at least a couple more games to finish off the season in case he does something spectacular. So I honestly thought after that Flyers game in which uh, Janssen got cross-checked into the boards really hard, I thought they might shut him down because he wasn't really doing anything this season. He had a few clutch moments, but overall, I just felt like he didn't really contribute much to our team this season. And yet, he he came back for the last few games of the year. And I was like, wait a minute, why are they activating Janssen and not activating Subban or Smith? Because if you look at Subban's uh, social media, he's out and about. He's hanging out with friends. Look at his most uh, recent Instagram post. He's hanging out with friends at a restaurant and they're not wearing masks. Like, and he just had COVID and you just said he was affected by COVID. Obviously, I'm getting off track a little bit. But um, overall for Godson, I didn't know he was one of the Devils players who got hit with COVID that hard. And coming from someone who does have asthma, I totally get it. So for Janssen, he just felt like he had to return to the team, make a statement, see if he could do something amazing because I guess he realized he was on thin ice. But overall for Janssen, even though it's my opinion that we should keep him for at least half a season in case he uh, does perform well or and if he doesn't perform well, we can just ship him because like I told you guys, I don't think the asking price is all that high for Janssen right now. So if we could get a draft pick for him, I'd be okay with it, quite honestly, because it didn't take much to get him, if we're being honest with ourselves. So, you know, with Janssen uh, now on our roster and still under contract for a couple more seasons, the Devils, they don't really have that much pressure to get rid of him, if that makes sense. It's not like he's on the final year of his contract and, oh, we're afraid that we're going to lose him. It's not that same situation with Paul Mary. It's where he didn't do well and he's under contract for a couple more seasons. So, you know, I would roll the dice if, if I'm the Devils organization, quite honestly. But that's my personal opinion on the matter. So let's talk about one more thing about Janssen. He said he will recharge for a few weeks and then resume training, trying to work on balance, timing, staying in New Jersey for a while, and then he's going to head back to Sweden. So overall for Janssen, yes, it was a disappointing year. And yes, um, I wish he could have done better. And it looked like he didn't really do anything to begin the year. If you guys remember, we were all really frustrated. We were asking, when is Janssen going to score his first goal, get his first assist, or get his first point either way? You know, we were really confused on it. And it took him a while, but I think he showed some glimpses. So can you clean that up a little bit? I feel like if Lindy Ruff is big on Ryan Murray, Jonas Siegenthaler, if he's big on both of those players, why not give Janssen a chance? So I don't know if they were trying to put out offers for Janssen, but like I told you guys, asking price won't be too high for Janssen. So like I said, it's not the Paul Murray situation where he was good one time and now people are offering like a high price for him and then he struggles to begin the year and then come the trade deadline, we can't really get much from him. It's not that situation. It's just like, you know what? He can't get any worse, nowhere to go but up. So why not roll the dice? That, in my opinion, the worst thing that could have happened to Janssen has already happened. The season that we feared that he might have had has already happened. So nowhere to go but up for Janssen. I don't feel like he could get any worse if I'm being completely honest. So why rush to trade him? Because I feel like he can really improve like a lot of his other teammates. So 
We'll see what happens. And obviously with Lindy Ruff still sticking around, I think it'll make good for him to just say, okay, I have a set coach. I have a set system. So that's what I need to learn because I don't see the New Jersey Devils trying to get rid of Lindy Ruff anytime soon. And I don't think they should. But look at the Rangers organization. They're in complete shambles. So I expect us to do better than the Rangers next season, quite honestly. And you know what? I I am willing to uh, just put that on the line. I believe the Rangers will be worse than the New Jersey Devils next season. Might have to talk to John Chick of Lockdown Rangers to discuss that, but it's time for the first live read this morning, and it comes from Locker Room. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social media audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I host Locker Rooms quite frequently. I'll let you guys know when I go live. So Locker Room is a perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You will have a chance to chat with me soon. I will let you guys know when I go live. So be sure to join me this week. I'll be hosting a Locker Room. Go and download the free Locker Room app currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join NFL, MLB, NHL group for the latest league updates. Follow me at TreyMatt4 or Locked On Devils to get notified when I go live. So Locker Room is very awesome, so you guys should give that a look. And the second live read this morning comes from Built Bar. So Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to Built Bar's uh, enthusiasts, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have like coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. And I love coconut. That's my favorite. Um, that's my favorite Built Bar. So Built Bars are the best tasting protein bars ever. And like I said, they are super healthy too. Listen, order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. So did you forget to give your mother a Mother's Day gift? Well, first and foremost, what's wrong with you? Maybe you should make up for it by getting her some Built Bars. So offer, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I love Built Bars so much. So let's move on to the next New Jersey Devil who had their exit meeting and that is Scott Wedgwood. So you guys know I was big on Scott Wedgwood to begin the year. I felt like for the situation he was put in, so first and foremost, he was signed originally just to be a third string goalie. And obviously uh, in front of him was Blackwood and Crawford. Crawford suddenly retires and then Scott Wedgwood inadvertently has to be moved up because there's no one else on the market. We get Aaron Dell and ultimately Aaron Dell just absolutely crapped the bed. He did not do well at all for the New Jersey Devils. I honestly thought that was another diamond in the rough for the New Jersey Devils, but I was way, way, way wrong. And I don't think even Aaron Dell is aware that his NHL future is pretty much on the line right now. I don't think uh, another NHL team will give him a chance, quite honestly. So uh, Aaron Dell might have played his final game in the NHL. We'll see what happens because that was really, really, really bad. Like, he's never been, like, a great goaltender per se, but I, I didn't expect him to do that bad. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but... Ultimately, New Jersey, I'm glad that they're not going to resign him. I, I presume they're not going to resign him because he was signed to a one-year deal. And after what he did, I don't think he deserves another chance because he went 7-5-1. and one, And he had a goals against average of 4.14 and a save percentage of 857. Uh, you know, usually as a third-string goalie, you usually want to, you know, do solid at least. But overall for Aaron Dell, especially 
what happened in the uh, last few games of the year really showed that uh, I don't think he was capable of doing so, but we'll see. But I've been talking to a lot of people like uh, who also cover the New Jersey Devils, my fellow New Jersey Devils podcasters, and they kind of agree. They said Arendelle's NHL future might be on the line. But anyway, back to Scott Wedgwood. So he said, it was a fun year for me, but obviously you want to win more games. Signed to be on a practice squad to start. Best wishes to Corey Crawford. It's a great group. I hope I did enough to come back and be on this team for a few years. So here's the thing about Scott Wedgwood. I don't think he's done enough to come back for a few more years, but I think he's done enough to get another chance, in my opinion. So obviously, like I told you guys, he was kind of put into a pickle. So obviously, he was signed to the practice squad, third string goalie. It was supposed to be the tandem of Blackwood and Crawford, but obviously that didn't work out because Crawford retired. And then Scott Wedgwood had to come in. And Scott Wedgwood also had to take the place of Mackenzie Blackwood, who was one of the first Devils players to test positive for COVID. And when he did enter, he actually had a solid effort against the New York Islanders in his season debut. Yes, he lost the game and ultimately uh, they let up four goals. But here's the thing, 75% of them wasn't on him. So two of them were on a power play. And we all know how Devils uh, penalty killing unit is terrible. And the other was on an open breakaway, just him and the attacker to end period number one. So you can put that blame on the Devils defense and specialty teams. I don't think Scott Wedgwood deserves all the blame for that. And then in his next game, he had a shutout against the Islanders, like literally on his mother's birthday on January 24th. And yes, uh, Scott Wedgwood did kind of struggle to end the year, especially in that Penguins uh, series, but Ultimately, I, I think Scott Wedgwood has earned enough to be given just one more chance by the New Jersey Devils, in my opinion. So uh, the one thing that I think Scott Wedgwood has, and I've said this a lot, is that he's a diamond in the rough. Like, he put up solid numbers. And did he do well enough to earn his uh, backup title back? Absolutely not. He should not be backup. But he should still be on this roster because he is solid. And remember, didn't he have a one to nothing shutout against the Bruins this year? Like, all, like guys, the Bruins are in the playoffs right now. Same with the Islanders. So, Scott Wedgwood, he was put into a couple pickles. So, having gone from practice squad to backup goalie to being the starting netminder for a few games before we ultimately had to suspend our season, you know, due to Mackenzie Blackwood being out, I think Scott Wedgwood held his ground down pretty well, and I I told you guys, I was big on that. So I think Scott Wedgwood has certainly earned uh, another chance for the New Jersey Devils, in my opinion, and I think they should sign him to a one-year extension, in my opinion, just to see what he could potentially do. So Wedgwood said there's no point in leaving to come back a few years later again. It's the NHL. It's not easy. Being a goalie is not easy. No regrets other than one period this season. I think he's referring to uh, the Penguins uh, game in which uh, he had to be subbed out for Aaron Dell. Remember that uh, series just a few weeks ago where uh, so Aaron Dell starts the game, does awful. Scott Wedgwood has to come in. And then the very next game, Wedgwood starts the game, does awful. And Aaron Dell had to come in. That was really funny. But, all, uh, you know, at, at the time it was. It was very pathetic to see. But now here's something that we haven't really uh, touched upon. And that's the fact that Scott Wedgwood is actually nominated for the Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy. So it is awarded annually to the NHL player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to ice hockey. So it is named after Bill Masterton, the only uh, player in the NHL history to die as a direct result of injuries suffered during a game. So remember uh, when I had Soroya Tinker 
uh, on the show just a few days ago, and she said that she won the Dana Lang Award. That's what it is in the NHL, or, you know, I guess in the uh, NWHL, whatever the case might be, however you want to rephrase that. But all I'm saying is that, will Scott Wedgwood win it? No. But, you know, ultimately, he does, um, you know, have those qualities because, like I told you guys, he was placed into two big pickles. You know, first, he had to be jumped into a new role, something he was not prepared for, something he did not sign up for. And second of all, he had to be the starting goalie in replacement for Mackenzie Blackwood, who was out indefinitely due to COVID. So I think Scott Wedgwood really held his own this season. His record won't really show it. So uh, he started 15 games, and his record was 3-8, and eight, and he had a save percentage of 900 and a goals against average of 3.11. But, you know, quite honestly, I, I, I guess if you're looking at it in hindsight, it's not too bad because, you know, Blackwood also didn't really do that well either. So, you know, just to give you guys some comparison as to what Scott Wedgwood and uh, Mackenzie Blackwood did this season. So, obviously, I just read you uh, Scott Wedgwood's stats. Here's some comparison to our starter, Mackenzie Blackwood. Blackwood started in all 35 games that he appeared in. He had a record of 14-7 and and a goals against average of 902 and a goals against average of 3.04. So Scott Wedgwood, in hindsight, kind of comparing to Mackenzie Blackwood. Obviously, Mackenzie Blackwood, we can't look at it, you know, too broadly. We have to go into more detail like we're doing for Scott Wedgwood. Mackenzie Blackwood was also in a few situations this season. So, you know, ultimately for Scott Wedgwood, I think he deserves one more chance with the New Jersey Devils. I think he should be signed to a one or maybe even a two-year deal, but I think that's pushing it a little bit. I honestly think the New Jersey Devils will just sign him to a one-year extension, if I'm being completely honest, because I think they want to just see you know, what he could potentially do next season. Obviously, it'll be a third-string role, so the Devils are going to be out looking for a backup goalie for Mackenzie Blackwood because that's something we struggled with this season. So we'll see what happens, but ultimately... You know, it is exciting to see, but I, I have to give you guys some information. And this goes out to all of my future investors out there as the third live read this morning comes from Wealthfront. So investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. Once again, to get your first $5,000 managed for free, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. And the fourth and final live read this morning comes from BetOnline.ag. So obviously, baseball's in full swing, no pun intended, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs, unless you're the New Jersey Devils. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and remember to visit our friends at Locked On Bets as they give you guys all their latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs as well. So overall, guys, we talked about two players. We talked about Scout Wedgwood and we talked about Andreas Janssen, two guys who I feel like deserve a second chance for the New Jersey Devils. 
Obviously, the Janssen one might be a little controversial for some because they felt like he didn't really perform all that well. And you're right. He did not perform well at all. But I'm just saying, I think it were, you know, I don't want to jump the gun. I think we should be patient with Janssen. Just give him one more half a season. And he is, if he's doing poorly, then get rid of him. Like, get rid of him at the deadline. It won't really cost us anything because there, there's not really a high demand for him. And no one's putting out any information as to if they want uh, Janssen on their roster or whatever the case might be. I don't think he would help a contender all that much. Obviously, he kind of fell out of the rotation for the Maple Leafs. That's why they traded him for essentially nothing. So for Janssen, in my personal opinion, he should be given one more chance for at least half a season. We'll see what he could do because I feel like the worst thing that could have happened to Janssen has already happened, in my humble opinion. And for Wedgwood, he definitely deserves one more chance. And if you say he does not, then you have not been paying attention to the Devils season this year. Because Wedgwood, think about all the narratives that were against him. Think about all the odds that were against him. Because prior to him making his debut this season, he hadn't touched the sheet of ice in three years at the NHL level. He's been a career minor leaguer his entire uh, span in the NHL for the most part. So I think he has really held down his ground nicely for the New Jersey Devils this year, in my opinion. So Scott Wedgwood, you have to sign him to at least a one-year extension. I believe maybe the New Jersey Devils will sign him to a two-year extension if they're feeling generous. But overall, Wedgwood deserves to return as a third-string option for the New Jersey Devils. We need to find a backup goaltender because, like I told you guys, Aaron Dell's situation did not work out. So originally it was supposed to be Blackwood, Dell, and then Wedgwood. But obviously Dell wasn't really doing too well. Wedgwood was actually doing pretty well at the third option for the New Jersey Devils. So they just said, you know what, Wedgwood, you deserve to have your role raised up just a bit. And I predicted that, guys, because remember when Aaron Dell was struggling to back up Blackwood? And I told you guys, I said... Wedgwood deserves to be the second string goalie for this year and whatever happens next year happens next year so I told you guys and I was right Aaron Dell became the third string goalie when he was supposed to be the backup and it didn't work out so I think for uh, Wedgwood I'm really excited to see what he could do next season for the New Jersey Devils albeit his role will diminish but like I told you guys the one thing that we can't take away from him is that he led the team in shutouts he did so ultimately for the New Jersey Devils, I feel as though, you know, you should give those players a chance. So this episode is about second chances. And I feel like Janssen, you know, if you don't want to give him a second chance, I totally understand. But personally, if I'm the GM, if I'm the coach for the New Jersey Devils, I'm like, let's just keep him around just a bit longer and see what he can do. And you don't have to trade him at the trade deadline. You, you do know that, right? There's no rule saying you have to trade a player at the trade deadline. If, if you want to give him like a month's trial and he's not doing anything, fine. Put out some feelers and see what happens. The reason it took so long to trade Paul Mary this season was because we were trying to work out an extension and it didn't work out. So there's no rush to trade uh, Janssen because he's already signed under contract for a couple more seasons. And quite honestly, realistically, you could keep him around the entire year. But you do have to keep in mind that he has a manual no trade clause that will take effect not next season but the season after. So, you know, that's just my one warning. So it'll be a little bit more difficult if you do want to get rid of him. You know, if it wasn't difficult already due to the fact that his numbers aren't really that good. But overall for the New Jersey Devils, I'm excited to see what they could do for those two respective players. But let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you feel like I'm missing something. But overall, if you need the main takeaway from this episode is that Wedgwood definitely deserves another chance with the Devils organization. And Janssen, I feel as though let's not jump the gun on him just yet. Let's just 
see what he can do this season. But let me know what you guys think uh, on Twitter. Hit me up on Locked On Devils, and we can have a discussion. Also, hit me up on Locker Room whenever I go live, so that way, you know, I can provide you guys more information on that if you have any more questions. But overall, that's about all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode as we continue to dissect more exit meetings for the New Jersey Devils. Go Devils, and ah, uh, man, this is going to be a long offseason for us.